Hello and welcome to episode 145 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Hello, Ian Anderson Gray here from the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. And in this episode, we're talking about is Facebook Live dead? And we're going to answer that question. Maybe you're finding that the number of people watching you live is going down and down and down and it's making you depressed and you're kind of thinking, well, what's the point? What's the point? Well, we're going to have an answer to that. We're going to get really positive as well. We'll talk about the negatives and then I'm going to lift you up with some some thoughts and some positive things. So let's get on with the show, shall we? I think we should. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content Content and and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? Well, in today's episode, we're talking, well, we're going to answer the question, is Facebook Live dead? And it's a kind of controversial question, I know. You could even argue a bit clickbait, but but I, the thing is, a lot of people have been saying this to me. I've, I've, see, I've seen a lot of comments, a lot of people getting depressed about this, and I thought it's about time we we talk about this. I've actually been thinking about this for a long time, and it's only really been this week that I realised I've been thinking about this for a long time, if that that makes sense. Um, So that's what we're talking about. Now, these are my reasons why I think people are saying Facebook Live is dead. Now, I don't necessarily agree with all of these, but there is some, there's an element of truth in all of these things. Bit Bit of background, you know, I... Facebook Live is how I got into live video in the first place. I remember Google Hangouts on Air. This was Google Plus's thing. And I remember being asked to go on the show. I was absolutely petrified. It was just not my thing. And then Facebook Live came about. I wrote a big article about it. It had over six and a half million page views. I, I launched a course. And it's kind of catapulted into this world of live video. Reluctantly, really. Uh, you could call me the, the reluctant live video guy. But I was asked to speak at uh, conferences around the world on this topic. And Facebook Live was was how it started with me. And there was a lot of excitement back in 2016 when Facebook Live launched. And yes, there were live video platforms before that. There was Meerkat and and... And I don't know when Periscope started. And even before that, back in the early noughties, you know, live video was definitely a a thing then. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Facebook Live is dead. 
my first reason I think people say that live video or Facebook Live is kind of dead or always dying is that let's be frank, Facebook is a bit of a mess at the moment. It's kind of all over the place. It's still very buggy. I mean, 20, you know, 2016 is when Facebook Live came about and it's still remarkably buggy. It still has these kind of weird idiosyncrasies, if that's the right word, when you have these announcement posts that get posted on Facebook when you when you schedule your live video and comments seem to be all over the place and you know it and yeah it 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 kind of feels all over the place you know what actually is facebook what is facebook you've got facebook groups facebook pages facebook events uh facebook profiles and and then of course you've got all the the privacy concerns and Mark Zuckerberg, whatever you think about that, I'm, I'm not going to get into the kind of whole political side of things, but let's let's face it, there's been a lot of bad press with Facebook. And, and then, of course, the younger generations are leaving Facebook in their droves. In fact, they've, they've already left. You know, they're on Instagram, but, but kind of really it's Snapchat and TikTok is where they're at. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Well, let's, I'll leave the next one just after I have a look at the comments because I'm going to get into a bit of a rant here. Paul is saying, Facebook Watch used to be beneficial, but since it went away, I struggle to get anything seen on it. Yeah, Facebook Watch was Mark Zuckerberg's answer to YouTube. But you see, I I think Facebook's, well, Facebook's got a lot of problems, but the problem is Facebook is trying to be everything. It's trying to be all the social networks. You know, we're getting reels on Facebook. Now, this is copying from Instagram, which copied from TikTok and made stories. And Facebook Watch is trying to be YouTube. But like, if I want to watch a video, I will go to YouTube. It's easier to search for a video on YouTube. It's just YouTube is YouTube. It's it's for videos. Yes, it has other things, other elements to it. I think it's a bit of a bit of a... Yeah, I don't know what to say about it. Carl is in the house and he is watching on YouTube. Excellent. So uh, YouTube is the way. And uh, how ironic he's saying, I'm watching on YouTube today rather than Facebook. Well, thank you. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> That's the place to be. Maybe, maybe Facebook is demoting this this uh, live on Facebook. So nobody's going to be watching on Facebook. Like That could happen. <laughs> so I've, I've talked about Facebook Live is a mess. Well, Facebook is a bit of a mess. Uh, This is the biggie. This is the big one. There is no doubt that across the, well, pretty much across the board, there are still some very, very successful Facebook lives. I should should not use that word successful because I'm going to talk about this. You know, what do we mean by success? Facebook views have gone down. There's no doubt organic views have gone down uh, on Facebook lives. It used to be the case that Facebook would give priority to live videos. This was back in the day where Mark Zuckerberg was wanting to promote Facebook lives. He was giving like, um, I don't know, it was like, was was it like $50 million they put towards to creators on uh, Facebook Live? to promote it. And then they were promoting the live. So it seemed that you went into your feed and everything that you saw were live videos. And so you were obviously going to get loads and loads of people watching. It was, you know, some creators were getting hundreds and hundreds of concurrent live viewers now. And most people these days will be over the moon if they're getting 20, 20 people watching live. And, and many are getting like four or five viewers watching live on Facebook Live. Now, does that mean 
that Facebook Live is dead or it's not useful? I would say no, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit because it depends on what you mean by success. So there's no doubt Facebook views, the number of people watching your live videos live has gone down organically on your page and on your profile. Groups, slightly different. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. Another thing, another thing, and I wonder whether you agree with me on this, you know, back in 2016, Facebook Live was new and exciting. And that again is one of the reasons why I got into Facebook Live, because it seemed that everyone has access to it, except for me, you know, all my American friends had access to it. I was, well, I live in the UK. I was an Android phone user at the time, and it seemed that everyone had access except for me. So this is why I went sniffing around, trying to find a way for me to be able to broadcast live. And that's why I dis- how I discovered OBS Studio, which was, there were no really very few live video tools out there. And OBS Studio was free and it was, you know, there was no eCam, there was none of that back then. But Facebook Live is, is no longer new and marketers, business owners, you know, most of us really, we're all, we all have shiny new tools syndrome, don't we? Uh, and so it's, it, it's no longer new, but, but, but this is also true. It's also a lot easier and more people are doing it. It's a lot easier with the live video tools that we've got out there. Back in the day, in 2016, it was hard to do, hard to do well. And you needed to have access to it. You need to have the confidence to do it. You needed to have the tools and the technology to do it. Now it's a lot easier. More and more people are doing it. So it's a more crowded space. I will say, what metrics, though, are we looking at? Are we looking at the vanity statistics? You know, I think we possibly are. So those are my negative views. Those are the reasons why I think some people will say that Facebook Live is dead. What do you think? And are any of those reasons your reasons for not investing in Facebook Live anymore? I'd love to know. Okay, let's look at the positives. Let's let's look at the future and what I'm thinking about doing for 2022, what my strategy is. Yes, the algorithm has changed. That's the way it is. Facebook is a private company. They can do what they want with the algorithm. And ultimately, they want to make their feed as attractive to the individual user as possible because they want to, they want to keep everyone in the feed on Facebook as long as possible so they get more more money. So the algorithm has changed. But do not despair. We can get really focused on the vanity statistics, which might be the number of views. You might have had, for example, 200 people watching your live before, but were they actually the right people? Were they actually going to buy from you? Were they going to keep coming back next week? So I would ask this question, what is your why? Why are you going live in the first place? Because the thing is, you might not be doing it for the live viewers. Maybe you're doing it to repurpose your content. Um, and I know a lot of people are doing that. Uh, I That's one of my big reasons for going live Community is a big thing, and uh, so I absolutely do want to focus on my live viewers. But the other big reason is that I can I can repurpose this into my podcast and my blog posts. It's such a powerful thing to think about and do. 
So uh, I just want to go through some thoughts from my community. We've got Libby Langley, who's actually been a, a guest on the show. And she says, lives are invaluable for my student community. And I do those weekly. So, and I assume that's through your Facebook group, Libby. Um, so Facebook groups are such a, a powerful part of Facebook, whether you like it or not, whether you like Facebook or not, groups, there are very few other platforms that have the same kind of functionality as Facebook. Um, yes, there are some group group uh, apps out there, but you've got the community aspects f- from Facebook. You know, a lot of people are still on Facebook. So yeah, um, I think that's I think that's really important. Now the next person, this is Katie. Katie Simpson was saying, I think so. This is part of the whole Facebook Live is dead thing. I think it needs to be part of an overall repurposing strategy. More people are going over to YouTube now too, and I think that's right. I see there's a little bit of a an exodus from Facebook to YouTube. A lot of people are investing more in YouTube, myself included. That's going to be a big strategy shift for me. Uh, LinkedIn as well. Now, I know, Tim, I don't know whether you're still watching live, but now LinkedIn Live suffered from the same issue as Facebook. You know, when I was, I was amongst the first people actually on LinkedIn, um, there was not many people on LinkedIn Live right at the start. And I had the privilege of, of being in that first or second group, I think it was in the second group of people that were asked to, um, that were invited in. And when I first went live on LinkedIn, the, the, the reach was amazing and got loads and loads of people watching live. But now it's much the same as Facebook. You know, the, the numbers are much lower. Um, actually, I'd be interested to know if anyone is watching live today on LinkedIn, because I don't really invest a huge amount of time on LinkedIn at the moment. Um, and that's a whole other thing I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, so yeah, think, think, about, think about your why. Why are you doing it? Is it actually to repurpose? Is it to build community? And the thing is, you might not have hundreds of people watching, but if you have five or six people watching you, they are your true fans. They are people that actually want to hear from you. They've turned up. And I would rather have five or six people or even two or three watching who are my true fans than 200 people who really not not that bothered. Um, having said that, we all want more views. It's that number on the top left-hand corner. Let's be frank, we all, we're all tempted by the vanity, vanity statistics. And if you are watching live and you you say you're not, you're lying. You're lying. It's we all want that number to be higher, but we need to think about we need to think about our why. Now, when it comes to the if you do want to increase the number of views, how do you do that? Well, don't just focus on live. You know, you do need to think about an overall strategy on Facebook. And I admit, I'm not an expert when it comes to organic Facebook growth. That is not my area of expertise. And we'll get people on the show to talk about this. But I think we have in the past had people talking about this, some guests on the show. Um, but yeah, focus on growing your page in order to grow your life. So we've already heard that Facebook is no longer promoting um, your lives or giving giving it kind of what's the word, uh, promoting it over other types of content. It used to be the case that lives were 
given preferential treatment. Well, that's no longer the case. So think about other things on, on your Facebook page. Think about photos and images and questions. I mean, Janet Murray is does an amazing job. If you want to know about how to create engaging content, then just check out Janet Murray's page. But there are plenty of other people. There's Kim Garst. If you can think of anyone else who does an amazing job on Facebook, let me know in the comments. But grow your Facebook like your Facebook page, sorry, in uh, think about it in a more of a holistic manner. Don't just focus on live, focus on other things. And and actually, one thing that you can do now is you can add your podcast to uh, to your Facebook page. Um, I've got, I've actually done a whole, uh, I've done a, a YouTube video on this. So if you want to find out how you can add your podcast to your Facebook page, just go to uh, iag.me forward slash YouTube. That's iag.me forward slash YouTube. You can subscribe to my channel. I would really appreciate that. And one of the, I think it's my last video is on how to add your podcast to your Facebook page. So grow it, grow it organically. This is the same with LinkedIn. Don't just go live to LinkedIn, which is kind of what I'm doing at the moment. I'm not investing my time in the rest of LinkedIn, which I know I should be doing. Again, this is, you know, you've got to, you've got to start somewhere. Um, so yeah, focus on engaging with other people. It's not, you're not just a one-way communication uh, machine. Um, so yeah, really, really important to think about that. Okay. Um, yeah, don't just rely on Facebook Live. Now we, we know that, when was it? Like a month or so back, Facebook in fact, pretty, all of Facebook's platforms, or, or I should say Meta's platforms, so Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, they all went down for a very long time. And I know people that had uh, very important webinars that they were going to be putting on to Facebook and uh, they, you know, it was part of their sales strategy and Facebook let them down. So you shouldn't rely just on Facebook Live. You know, what if it goes down and... Think about where your ideal client or audience are hanging out. So some of them might be on Facebook. Some of them might be on YouTube. Some of them might be on Instagram. Some of them might be on LinkedIn. Now, for me, I've absolutely got an audience on Facebook, but I've also got an audience on YouTube. And YouTube is is definitely a platform I want to work on. Also, my corporate clients are definitely on LinkedIn. And my solopreneur clients are on Instagram. So in my case, they're actually scattered around a lot. And, and that's quite difficult to, to build and grow those communities. But I tell you what, they're not just on Facebook. They're not just on Facebook. And I don't want to just rely on Facebook Live. This is why multi-streaming can be a really good thing to do. Not always. It shouldn't, you know, don't just always multi-stream, but um, do think about those other networks. Now, this is this is a particular problem for groups because I know that uh, Libby, well, let was uh, go back here. So Libby was saying, lives are invaluable for my student community and I do those weekly. So like if Facebook live, if Facebook goes down, where do you move them? And I know in Libby's case, you've got probably got that sorted. You know, there are, there are other platforms, for example, YouTube, which we're going to come on to in a minute. Um, 
This is a great comment from Mike Alton. He was saying, we stream to multiple platforms. So multi-streaming, which is what, what I do and many creators do. And the goal is to create great content for the blog and podcast, not necessarily live viewers. So that's not a metric we're monitoring. That said, I'm certainly aware that we don't have a high live view account and that's reflected in the engagement of the videos. And yeah, uh, so for me, that I, I would agree that's one of my big things is to create content. Because I'm a recovering perfectionist, the great thing is I schedule this live and I, I, it means that I'm forced to prepare and create this content. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be done. And then I can repurpose this into a podcast, which is regular, and into lots of other areas. But... It's not just for that. I'm here for you watching live and for you watching the replay and the community aspect of it. And I really, I, I love the comments that come through and I, and that's a big, big part of what I do. So views does matter a little bit, but I'm more interested in the, in the people that turn up to my lives. I'm not necessarily, it'd be great if I had 200, 300 people watching me live, but that is not so important for me. So where is your ideal client hanging out? Is it Instagram Live? Is it Facebook? Is it TikTok? Is it LinkedIn or YouTube? Now, link, uh, Instagram is, is, a, is a funny one because Instagram is mobile only. There are technically ways you can broadcast from your computer to Instagram Live, but I would not go down that route. You're going against the terms and conditions. Uh because they don't allow, there is no open API for Instagram and uh, they could shut you down. So don't do that. But Instagram Live has, you have to have a separate strategy for, for Instagram Live. And I'm wondering whether I want to do that next year or not. Uh, I would love to know from you, what do you think? Would you be interested in me going live on Instagram? Certainly it allows me to, um, it would allow me to create more kind of raw and authentic lives. I mean, I, I prefer to go live on my computer, but it would certainly allow me to do to do that. Think about your community. Grow, focus on growing your community. Now, yes, live can be part of that, but remember you need to engage with people as well and post other types of content. I, I'm going to say something kind of, I don't know whether it's shocking, but I'll, I'm gonna, I want to admit something because actually my preferred content for me to consume personally is not live. Yeah, I very rarely have the time to jump onto a live show and be there in the comments. Now, I do do that. I try and be there for my friend Jeff um, on Fridays with his social media news live show. And actually, that's at a really good time for me. I'm usually chilling out then. But often, I just don't have the time. That I'm just at this time in my life when things are busy but, you know, I want to spend time with my family in the evening and are busy during the day. And there will be other people like that. So you need to create content that is going to be in the right format for your audience. And that might be podcast. It might be blog posts. It might be live. And so creating all of this content is going to be important. I Some of your audience might not want to be on Facebook. They might want to be on YouTube. So it is more work, but it is easy to do if you multi-stream and if you think about content repurposing. Um, but back to the community thing, you know, use Facebook groups. Facebook Live on groups is really powerful. But also, if you are on YouTube and if you have over a thousand subscribers on YouTube, you can use the community tab, which is kind of like a group or kind of like a page. So you you don't have to post just 
Uh, you don't just have to post videos, you can post images and just text posts and engage with your community. So that's something that I definitely want to do next year is grow my community on YouTube. Um, I've also said embrace linked, uh, sorry, Instagram live as well. Um, I, I haven't quite worked out the best way of doing that in my strategy for next year. Um, I've just, I want to be careful in the content that I create, for example, um, Monday is, is going to be a YouTube video. Wednesday is a raw podcast. Friday is a big day because uh, that is uh, the podcast, my blog post, my newsletter. And of course, Tuesdays and Thursdays are live videos. So I just want to be careful that I'm not overloading myself. But if I can fit Instagram live into that, um, I will. Let me know what you think about that and whether you'd be interested in that. Now, my we're almost at the end. Multi-streaming. I want to talk about multi-streaming. Multi-streaming is great, but... Multi-streaming is great, but... But now I'd love to know from you what you think about this. How would you finish that sentence? Now, multi-streaming is one of those cool and exciting things. It means you can broadcast to all those different destinations all at the same time. That's what we do in this show. But honestly, if I was doing another type of show, like a, a community building show, I might not go live everywhere. I might just go live to my Facebook group or maybe to YouTube as well. Because I I want to make my kind of my community feel special, or it might be Instagram Live, and it has this more of a it has a, a more of a unique, intimate experience. So actually, moving away from Facebook, going to maybe Instagram or, or LinkedIn Live or, or another place, and just broadcasting there. I think is a good thing. And I'm going to be doing more of that next year. I will continue to multi-stream. I do think that multi-streaming is great, but don't just do it for the sake of doing it. Um, and then the final thing I want to talk about, um, I've talked about creating those community lives, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I think professional setup like what I've got today, the, you know, nice microphone. I think audio is really important. Camera is important as well, I think. People are going to stop in the feed if they see something that looks really, really good. But honestly, the, the, the podcasts that I listen to, the live shows that I watch, the videos that I watch, yes, they have real value. They make an impact in me, on me in terms of like learning new things. But honestly, it's it's the it's the shows where the person is being real and honest and transparent. I know it's an overly used word, transparent and human and you authentic. You could say vulnerable. I know these words are over, overly used, but I want to. I think we all, as humans, and particularly after the pandemic, we all want to connect on a on a deeper level with with other people. And I, that was always, that was always what I wanted to do on this show. I don't think I've done a, a great job at that. I, I have, I think I have on, on, on certain broadcasts. And, and to be honest, not all, you know, sometimes like uh, if it's a really value packed one, then it doesn't make sense to kind of go all kind of touchy feely. But I do think getting to uh, the, the deep human level on lives is what makes them attractive to people. Uh, being you, stop hiding behind the facade. You know, it's 
I just see this so often. So be real, connect with your audience and they will come and they'll come back each time because they they will resonate with not just your message, but with you. Empathy is such a strong thing. Don't know what you think about that, but I, I think that's important. And that's not a Facebook Live is dead kind of thing. But um, I think that is... That is, a, that is the shift with live. I think we've got too focused on the tech and the professionalism, which, I, you know, I don't get me wrong. I, this is what I teach, and I, I, I think it's important. But ultimately, it's that real human connection. I think that's important. Now, Carl, is, uh, I think he's got a great point here. The problem with multi-streaming is that if you have a private group and they are commenting, the names will not show up if public channels are also in the stream. Now... That's an interesting point. It, it's so I haven't tested this for a while, but Carl. But as far as I'm aware, the issue is not so much that the issue is with third-party tools. So if you're using a tool like um, Ecamm Live or Restream or, or or whatever, and you're broadcasting to a group, Facebook will not send any kind of uh, private information to those third-party tools without the permission of the person involved. So if you, call comment on one of my Facebook Lives in a group, Facebook will not give your name and your photo to Restream or Ecamm or any, any of those platforms unless you have given permission to either Ecamm or Restream. Uh, and so it's not so much... That it's not so much if you are multi-streaming, it's just using a third-party tool. That's my understanding. Uh, and so even if you were to broadcast directly to your group from Ecamm or Restream or whatever, you'd still have the same problem, uh, which is kind of annoying. Um, but that's, yeah, that's just a privacy, a privacy thing. Well, I think that is it for this week. And uh, I'm excited about... I'm excited about this. I think this is a new opportunity uh, for for all of us. Uh, I think we've been, we've just kind of been sleepwalking for too long. And Facebook Live is not dead, but it is, has definitely changed. And it's not what it used to be. It's not got the backing from Facebook that it used to have. We're not getting the same number of views. Yes, we all want views. It makes us feel good. Let's be frank. But at the end of the day, we want real people. We want real people. And so don't get hung up and stuck on the vanity statistics. We need to think about the statistics that actually matter. Uh, and that will depend on the kind of business that you're running or the reason why you're going live. Um, but I want you to think for uh, next time. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, we're already in 2022. But you should still be thinking about your strategy and what that will be. And think about other platforms. Don't just put all your eggs in one basket. Don't just focus on Facebook. Focus on some of the other platforms as well. But that's it from me for this week. Uh, until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Oh, uh-huh.